Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. It's Saturday, January 18th in the morning of a three-day holiday weekend for me. Um, Monday is Martin Luther King Day and my business takes the day off and I am very excited to have a weekend where I can stay home, relax, and kind of uh, recuperate from all the snow we're getting. Another weekend of 10 to 12 inches on the books. So far we've probably got five maybe last night and it's just going to continue to snow all weekend. I'm hoping that I can get out on Monday. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I need to go to Hobby Lobby and get a batting. I've been saying that for two weeks and every time I have a chance, it's a terrible snowstorm day or the traffic is so bad you can't stand it. We went to the store last night. So I have to tell you um, kind of the saga of life in a northern town. Um, you may be able to relate to this. We are a tourist town, as I have said, and three-day weekend. A lot of people come up north to snowmobile. I hear them snowmobiling on the streets of town to go to the trail, which is a block from my house along the railroad tracks. You know, snowmobilers have crossed it enough and we've got more train traffic that it actually derailed the locomotive a couple of weeks ago. No one was hurt, thank goodness, and no environmental problems. But snowmobiles, I just, I, if you snowmobile, good for you because it's cold, it's expensive. You got to do a lot of travel and bad weather. Same with skiers, but snowmobilers are notoriously loud, stinky. I smell the exhaust when they go by my house. And sometimes they just forget that not everything is public property. Like you can't just cross the railroad tracks wherever you want. They're going to have to do something about that to prevent a derailment in the future. So back to my story. It's Friday night on the eve of 10 inches of snow. It is a holiday weekend for many people and they come up from southern Michigan in droves. When we go to Meyer, we have to cross I-75. We go underneath the road, and there was a lineup of people trying to get off I-75 and onto the little roads for our town. We snuck in and got a Buffalo Wild Wings on a Friday night, which is right next to Meyer. did our grocery shopping before there was no bread on the shelves, um, it was a pretty much a plucked turkey carcass. <laughs> so what happened during the day is that people started coming up north. Okay, that happens. What happened during the day is that there was a terrible traffic accident somewhere. Ugh, not good. I don't think anyone was hurt severely or death. 
but a transformer was hit somewhere along the line. And the internet and power went out for Walmart most of the day. Walmart is where most people shop. So that meant all the other grocery stores, which were already busy, were plucked like a turkey at Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, there was not a whole lot left. You know, I couldn't find what I really was been craving in this winter. Stouffer's frozen Swedish meatballs. There was none in the store. They had vegetables, but not as many. They had frozen dinners, not as many. I'd take them for work sometimes or take them to have them here at the house when I come home for lunch. It's a quick, easy meal. They did have bread and they had milk and they had yogurt. But there were lots of things they didn't have. And I was just shocked that they didn't. The good news is they were unpacking. Um, evidently, a truck must have delivered, so they're stocking shelves. But when we left at 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30 last night, the lines were very long. And the cashiers that had been that way all day, town was still busy. The off-ramps were still lines of cars all the way out to the interstate trying to get off. I'm telling you, I'm just staying home because this is the thing. I'm used to driving in this terrible snow. My husband is, he is too. And he goes, honey, it's just not worth venturing out because there are so many people driving in this that don't know how to drive in it and they panic. And what's really bad about it is that people left downstate to come up uh, real early because they got more snow in southeast Michigan in the Detroit area in the pictures I've seen than we got last night. The storm was huge, covered much of the Midwest, and then south of Michigan they got freezing rain on top of it. Yeah, I know all about it. That happened to us last week. So Saturday and Sunday, I plan on staying put. The snowing should stop some point Sunday and be able to get cleaned up. And then maybe Monday I can venture to Hobby Lobby. But in the meantime, here are my three goals for the weekend because it's a long weekend. Number one, I need to do my weekly house cleaning. You know, it's called a house blessing with the Fly Lady system where you clean the main zones of your house to make it presentable in an hour. And I have been doing mm, what we call just intense... Uh, picking up stuff for 10 or 15 minutes in places that are a disaster. Like I needed to go through my papers again and I need to go through laundry. I'm trying to think, you know, I need to go through things that I have shoved on the dining room table, AKA my sewing center, AKA my husband's drop zone. We have snow blowing clothes all over our dining room too, because there's no place to hang them up to dry, you know, so it's not better homes and gardens beautiful around here, but it, it serves us. The other thing I want to do is I want to continue my 15 minutes a day on my English paper piece project. Oh, I'm talking about this to death, right? It's a been a project over a year in the making. So all of the flowers of the hexagons are made. It's a seven hexi flower. And I played around with trying to hand applique it on a white background. I hated how it looked, took it off, and now I'm joining them in a rather different setting with little gray Moda grunge spacers. And then I'm going to add half hexes around the edges to finish it off so that it's even and straight, put a little border on it. It's going to be tiny, table topper, office door decor, whatever. It's a temperature quilt, so each 
flower represents the high temperature for every week. And I see that um, Elm Street Quilts is where I got inspiration to do this. And she has a tutorial on her blog. And you can check out how to make your own English paper pieced temperature quilt. She did not put it together in hexes. She did it day by day and then sewed them in order. Well, I didn't do that because my whole quilt would be mostly blue with a little spot very dead center in the middle of the year that had some green and orange. So anyway, I chose to lay it out a little bit different, but the principle is the same. And I used her color code, color chart, you know, as to what temperature it would be to what color to use. Lots of stuff out there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. That's my motto. Keep it simple, right? So that is one big project that I would like to work on in 15 minute increments. I'll probably do more than, you know, 30 or 45 minutes all weekend, but I might be able to dedicate a couple of hours to it. The next thing is I finished the pineapple, the modern pineapple with all the two and a half inch squares. Oh my goodness. It feels so good. Happy dance. Mm, I'm dancing. Yeah. I'm done with the top. I'm so excited that I'm done with that top because I started it in September and it felt like it took forever to get done. So it's done. And so I'm moving on to the second thing that I want to work on, which is a block of the month, which is over. I purchased it last year. Um, we're getting the last packet this month at um, Keepsake Quilts in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Had a $10 block of the month, and that's what this is. It's all solid fabric. I believe it's Kona, but I don't know. It's the nicest Kona, nicest solid I have ever worked with. And it's 12 blocks. It doesn't come with the fabric for sashing or the borders. So I may have to buy the black, which is the background color, solid black, to do a sashing and border and use the little leftover pieces because it's generous. There's enough in each kit to fix a mistake. And so let me tell you the little saga about this solid as a rock. You know, solids don't cover up a multitude of sins, right? It's been a long time since I've done precision piecing with high contrasting fabrics like this. And it really took me by surprise how out of shape my brain was on, on doing this. There's half square triangles and quarter square triangles and squaring up with a square up ruler. And from right out the gate, the first block is red and black. I had to go in order and start with the block number one. Well, my quarter square triangles were way off. I trimmed them down wrong using my square up ruler. I, the points, not one point matched the first time. So I took it all apart there was enough of the red and black to remake the quarter square triangles. I put it together again, actually using the quarter square up, the square up ruler for four and a half inches correctly. Really, 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 I mean, really watched my quarter inch seams and it came out much better. I might have one or two points that get lost in this, but it was way better than the first attempt and I'm not trying it again. The second one uh, star was not as difficult as the first star. So the first star is your Ohio star with the background where half of the block on the diagonal is black and half of the block on the diagonal is red. And the points are the opposite color. It's a red and black block. 
The second is three colors, which I love three color quilts much better, you know, three color blocks, three color quilts much better than two colors. And it is a square, like a, it's a square, a frame square with sashing and then flying geese around it to make it a star. It's really pretty. And I love the three colors. It went together much better. The flying geese units went together very easily. It's the simple way I like to make flying geese. And the third one that I'm going to start today is a star and a star and it's purples. So the thing is these are 12 and a half inch blocks and they go so much faster because they have larger pieces. Most units are two and a half to four and a half inches or bigger. And the little pineapple, even though it was simple, had a million seams because they were four two and a half inch units across by seven or eight tall. So that's like 48 little squares in each block. No wonder it took me forever, right? So this is great. I love it. And <clears throat> if I get it rolling again to where it's, I'm feeling really comfortable with precision, pre precision piecing I may try making this quilt again for my twin granddaughters because it's real pretty it's got a modern flair yet Amish you know I was thinking about doing layered flowered circles I know I'll hate it why would I do it where this is quick and easy and it's actually quite lovely and would grow through childhood it's not baby not too grown up so we'll see it's a thought that is the second thing I want to work on. And the third thing this weekend, for sure, I am going to mark my words, write this day down in history. I'm going to load a quilt. I'm going to load, I believe, if I have enough background fabric or backing fabric, which I think I do, a pineapple quilt that was paper pieced last summer. The, um, paper pieced one that's traditional log with the tulip pinks that pineapple quilt I've got to load a quilt I have not long armed in six weeks I've got a customer who's dropped several quilts off and doesn't need them back until she comes back from Florida so I took a much needed break over the holidays so I could focus on working on a Christmas presents but I feel super rusty so before I do a customer quilt I need to practice on my own. So now I have two pineapple quilts to practice on. And then I'm going to get rolling with hers. And so that is something that I'm going to do. And in exciting news, I got asked by one of my coworkers to make a t-shirt quilt for graduation. I've done a few of them. I don't mind doing them occasionally, but I wouldn't want it to be my profession. And so I'm pretty excited. I got all the t-shirts. They're very cool. And I'm going to start looking for solid fabrics to go with it because I like to frame the t-shirts, do a jigsaw puzzle type layout where they're not all the same size and then have a, make it twin extra large and then have a large, you know, pretty generous border on it to quilt swirls all over because, you know, I still am the queen of swirls, even though I might be a little out of practice. But, you know, it's like riding a bike, you know, long arming truly, you and piecing. If you do it every day, you keep your skills up. You don't have to think and go through a big relearning process. 
But once you've done something for 10 years or more, or you've actually put in your 10,000 hours on it, it comes back pretty quickly because, you know, it takes 10,000 hours, according to folklore, to become a master of something. doesn't mean you're great, but you've mastered the skill. And I think that after so many millions of stitches, I can do a swirl. I can get it together. Custom quilting is a whole different thing, and that takes me lots of warm-up quilts and different shapes and practicing before I feel like I am in the groove of that flow state of mind to be able to do it and you know so that's the kind of the goals for the weekend and then Monday I want to do a Facebook live Monday morning at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time I know West Coast people it'll be very early for you if you choose to join but I want to do a Monday morning chat session, work on some things for our, um, talk about some upcoming things, drink coffee, work on my English paper piecing so that way you can hear me and not have the sewing machine running forever and just do a Facebook live. It's going to show up. I'm going to try to do it through the My Creative Corner 3 group and you'll need to join the group to see it. That's my plan. I'm going to test it this weekend, just doing a test, test, test to see if it will come up as a Facebook Live in the closed group and then go from there. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to have the most fantastic lighting because I don't have, you know, I've got a few little task lights that I can use and I'm not going to promise that my hair and makeup will be perfect. You know, it's going to be a holiday and it's going to be me enjoying a cup of coffee and chatting about quilting and upcoming things and showing you a few things and the progress that I have made on some of the things that we've talked about already. So join me Monday 9 a.m. Eastern on My Creative Corner 3. It's a private Facebook group. You'll be able to send me messages and um we can interact that way. You'll do a text chat if you've never done live before, and then I will try to answer it in while I'm chatting live. Lives are just kind of weird, you know, because sometimes I have great internet, don't get me wrong, but it just sometimes crashes on you. And sometimes, you know, lives are just lives. It's live and you, you know, do stupid things or drop things or your face doesn't have great lighting. Or I get, I get complaints a lot about glare in my glasses because I have non-glare lenses in for blue light. So you'll get like some weird shapes and colors in my glasses. And it doesn't matter if you want lighting on and I want to be able to see the comments, I have to wear my glasses. And so I'm going to tell you right up front, there's going to be glare in my glasses. And I'm hoping that it'll keep uh, enough lighting on my face that you can't see um, every crease and wrinkle and bag under my eyes. <laughs> so join me for the fun. It should be great, actually. I look forward to it. And then I'm going to keep working on my Zen and the Art of Quilting premium podcast. So those are a couple of things I also will talk about Monday, but I've just been really enjoying researching and reading all about you know, things that are going to be talked about in this uh, premium podcast, which is going to cost about $8. And it's going to be about stress management, meditative approach to quilting, how um, all of this is good for your brain and good for focus and good for your health in this modern, busy, busy world that we live in. 
And, you know, some of the science behind it, some of the practical applications during um, your life, how you can do a 15-minute uh, progress on a on your project, but kind of do time leveraging and how you can also make it a meditative process for your day to help keep you calm and keep your brain from going a million miles an hour, which is what happens to me sometimes. And talk a little bit about what I've alluded to before. People who are creative like to get into this meditative Zen state feeling meditation, but it's also a point where your brain can just kind of be in a creative artistic flow and not be stifled by the worries, anxieties, and multiple thoughts that we get trying to be too busy in the world and being inundated and bombarded with all kinds of data, information, knowledge, useful and not useful things, lots of negative things, you know, through news and all stuff. So this is going to help people. And it's helped me. These are kind of like my observation and practices that I do in my daily life to help keep the Zen going and keep being able to go forward every day. And maybe if you've hit a big creative block, maybe this program will help you find a way to work through it because creativity is like any other muscle. You know, working on things in whether you're making art or a craft or just doing meditative things, if you want to get creative sparks, if you want to hit that flow state in your mind where you're just flowing forth with what you're doing and getting more ideas and all of the relaxation and just doing it without overthinking it, you know, that's what we're going for. And that might help get you out of a block, mental block, whether it's, you know, a creative block, or maybe just a block from all of the stressors of life, then and being overly stressed. We want some stress. I mean, life would be boring with no stress. That's also probably a big problem for a lot of senior citizens. They don't have any stress except for maybe money and, and then getting help when they need it, but they're not, they don't, you don't have a lot of stimuli. So anyway, that's what the podcast is going to be about. And I've been slowly working on that. And I feel really good about where I'm at. I think it's going to be a couple of hours. So with places for natural breaks to do some exercises and practice things and then come back. And um, that will be only available through Podbean and to purchase it. And I will, as that comes around, be talking about where to find it. I might even be able to try to list it on Etsy. And I'm looking at being able to list some of my podcasts that I've put up as patron only. If people don't want to sign up for the patron program of maybe being able to put it as a downloadable content for one-time payments. So I don't know. I have to really um, look, I have to look at being able to do it. These are some creative ideas that I've had, but I haven't been able to take the time to do any research. You know, so that's like this morning, you know, I get up, Saturdays at, I don't know, it's about seven. And at 930, I realized it taken me two hours to do the dishes, which was only like put six or eight pieces in a dishwasher, get my morning 
rolling with coffee and breakfast. I worked on my Etsy shop and trying to take off some old things and then just list two items, which is the $5 one time buy me a virtual cup of coffee. Or if you want to also buy me a virtual cup of coffee, that's a little bit more expensive. There's a $10 option now. And so that took me a long time. That took me like 45 minutes or an hour. And the next 45 minutes or an hour was me writing Saturday morning coffee. And then I got up and tidied up and folded clothes and da da da. It wasn't till almost 11 o'clock <laughs> till I got in the shower. I'm like this is craziness. Why is it on my days off? I sit in my PJs until 10 or 11 o'clock working on computer things, doing things. and like, is that what retirement's all about? Because I like want to do things that are like dirty things like cleaning and running up and down the stairs and exercising before I take a shower. And it's like, I can't believe it takes me so long to get all this stuff done, but I don't want to take a shower twice. So I suppose that's a trade-off, right? If you were to get up, take a shower, get dressed, and then do all the things, I would feel like I would need another shower at bedtime. So I don't know, maybe I'm saving myself time just being comfortable for a couple of hours in the morning. But I'm like, holy cow, it's almost noon. The podcast is being done and my Saturday is slowly slipping away already. <laughs> but I do have a good routine and a good plan. And quite honestly, there's no football on today. There's just the two playoff games on tomorrow. So I'll have lots of time to work on all the things. And I can't do any cricket stuff because I got to get to Hobby Lobby and buy a mat and some other products to use. So it's going to be a quilting kind of holiday weekend for me. So what's really interesting about this time of year, usually it comes mid-January to February. Um, And I wrote about this a little on Saturday morning coffee, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk about it here. Um, I have occasionally had seasonal affective disorder, but this year I'm feeling much better because I'm on vitamin D and I feel like I'm more energized and I've been exercising faithfully, doing a mile a day and keeping going with my projects. Yes, I've been watching a little bit of sports and yes, I've been watching Barrett Jackson's auto auction this weekend. And yes, I've been watching a few more shows. That's just part of being my age and having more time, I think. But January always brings about interesting things like, why do I still live in Northern Michigan when I could live anywhere in the world, right? (laughs) You know, I love the snow. Um, I like the color. I like the brightness. I'd rather have that than um, when I live in warm climates where it's just brown and kind of uh, dreary in the winter. We get plenty of gray days. Don't get me wrong. But then I start thinking, you know, about what it would take to move. See, this is where I get down these rabbit holes when it's a little bit slower between work and not as many activities. We've been home several weekends in a row and we start talking about this. It's like, so if we were retired, would it really matter having all the snow and trying to get out there and do all the snow removal at a certain time so you could get out and go to work? Well, no. So, you know, those kinds of thoughts. I start researching things like, 
what's it like we're at 70 year, degrees most of the year? Or what's the cost of living if I were just a snowbird? And we start watching videos like this on YouTube. I start looking at, I've been at the same job for 20 years, doing the same job for 25 years. What would it be like to do something different and, and not have it be um, necessarily leaving nursing, but maybe reinventing myself a little bit? Um, you know, so all of those questions, and then it comes down to, do I really want to sell the house and then try to buy a new one? Do we want to pay to relocate? And then I start thinking about packing all the stuff. And then, then this fantasy of having a brand spanking new clean slate to start a new adventure somewhere becomes this idea of, yeah, not now. <laughs> you know, the January brings, I want to throw everything away and get a new fresh look in my house, go furniture shopping and have it all be fresh and new. And I want to have a fresh and new color scheme and fresh and new ideas. And, 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 and so instead I went and got a haircut. <laughs> well, part of it was for safety reasons. My hair was flopping around all over my face and I um, nearly missed a stare and slipped. And um, yeah, it could have been really bad. So the hair is gone. So that was a fresh new start. And then, of course, I did a lot of thinking about fresh new starts. And I think I'm going to leave some of it for retirement, fresh new starts, like the big things like do we really want to move? Do we want to just stay here and snowbird six to eight weeks at a time going and traveling throughout the year? I don't know. That's down the road and who knows if I'll even be physically able to do it. But that's the dream. But January, I, I do. I start getting the wanderlust because we're kind of cooped up in the house a lot. And I'm cooped up at work, cooped up at house, don't get out much. And then I start thinking about, you know... I really could go anywhere I wanted to go. I really, really could. And that's, you know, that's like, I kind of get when you're young and just starting out the overwhelm now of like you have the whole world open to you and you could go anywhere and do anything you want to do. And then it gets so stressful to me. Like I could go and retire anywhere I want to go. I could pack it all up now and start over again somewhere else. And then I'm like, there's so many decisions and there's so much information. Just dreaming about it, I got decision fatigue. <laughs> wow. So I think, you know, we talked about it, uh, my husband and I, and I think we're just going to stay put for now and start looking at, you know, the retirement project is not for 10 or 15 years, but, you know, you got to make a plan. We made a plan for when our kids left home of what we were going to do in our 50s, and we're following that plan. You know, I made my hobby and my passion, which is more than just a hobby, quilting and podcasting and long arming and all the things that go with being a creative. And my husband is doing Highland Games and exercising. It's a year long exercising. And that's where he's at right now. He's at the gym, you know, doing strength training and all that kind of stuff for the summer and early fall of traveling to different Highland Games. Now, I don't go to as many as I did because I physically get really tired. And it's a lot of driving and sitting and driving and sitting. But I'm planning on going to the first one is always um, on the weekend of my birthday, which is Memorial Day. So that I am looking forward to. So in the meantime, you know, looking at our plan 
and it's going swimmingly. So we took years to plan this part of our life with a little flexibility of doing other things if we want to or can afford to. And the same is going to happen for retirement. So traveling, though, is something we're going to need to do a little bit more of before we retire. So I've found there's some places in the United States, maybe if you are there, you could give me some information about it. You know, I saw a travel video about Arches National Park in Utah. I'm like, wow, I've never been there or the Grand Canyon. I wonder, that could be a fantastic trip and see um, the Four Corners area of Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and I can't remember what the fourth state is. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Is it Nevada? Is it? Yeah, probably. And that would be very, very cool. I'd like to go see the um, Yosemite. And I would like to go to California and see the Redwoods. Haven't done those things. Um, but I've done a lot of other places in the United States. Uh, but I'm thinking Alaska would be a great place to go. But I get so seasick. I'm very, very nervous about the Alaskan cruise dream that my husband has. I would love to do an Alaskan cruise. I am afraid of, I, I get motion sick very, very easily. So that's something to think about. But maybe we could just do like a river cruise or something. So those are some things within the United States. But I also would like to go to um, Nova Scotia in Canada and I'd like to go to Prince Edward Island. So if any of you have been there, if you live there, if you have any great ideas, these would be trips that we could take that would be uh, in North America that wouldn't be, um, probably I would guess, you know, um, bank-breaking things. I still have the dream of going to lots of parts of the world Mostly things, you know, where it's English-speaking countries. Um, in Germany, I want to go there in Ireland. So that's the long-term plan. Those will be long trips. They'll probably be a little more expensive. And just dreaming. That's the thing about January. It makes you dream and be real dreamy as I'm cooped up in my little house. But it's a good hibernation. It's a good time of... Hugay. I'm going to light some candles. Um, we have a little bit of daylight still. Um, today, even though it's snowing, we're getting a lot of lake effect snow, which is the weather that is coming across Lake Michigan is building up moisture in the clouds and it's going to snow. It's different than us system moving through. Lake effect will probably sit on us for the rest of the weekend and it gets bands of snow that come and go. So right now we have a little bit of gray light peeking through the clouds and sun is not out but it is a very cozy comfy time and I've got all my knit things out and I'm wearing my comfy slippers and just really taking time to dream and maybe even I want to go to Barrett Jackson auto auction one time in January yes yes see all of these things keep hitting me um, and that's what it is like when you start dreaming and being creative and finding the Zen moments and having this thought flow process that ideas and techniques just come to you. So that is this week's podcast. And I would like to encourage you to leave a review. 
wherever you get your podcast. Maybe you would like to join the newsletter and be reminded of some of the things that are happening and some of the things that are upcoming. I send that out once a month. I also have the um, patron program and you can get all of that information through mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. I also do my weekly post, Saturday morning coffee. And don't forget to join the group. And Monday, also, we're going to talk about what February's creative prompt challenge is going to be. I've already kind of had a early release of the idea on my YouTube channel. But if you want to hear more about that, it will be Monday. We're going to chat about that too. Um, my Creative Corner 3 group is a fun, fun group. We're not huge and it's just a lot of positive interactions and just a great group of creative people. Most are quilters, but not everybody. So you can find all kinds of information or through um, the website blog, you can find um, links to all of the things, including the store and buying a virtual cuppa. So thank you for those who have supported me this week. I really do appreciate you buying me a cuppa and I am enjoying it very, very much. Everybody have a most wonderful week and quilt on everyone. Quilt on everyone.